With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. It's season two. It's episode 41. Tyone finally wins one. Don't forget to listen, download, review. Most importantly, subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on the socials, Fly the W670 on Twitter and Instagram, Fly the W on Facebook, or email us at Fly the W670 at gmail.com. Crowley, happy start of a new week, and the uh, Cubs are taking on the Padres out west in San Diego as they begin a uh, lengthy road trip. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's kind of weird, Dustin. Uh, you know, usually in the past, I've hated West Coast road trips, not just because you have to stay up until the wee hours of the morning to catch the games, but Cubs have not had much luck on West Coast road trips. This year, though, it's been a little bit different. Let's hope that keeps going, you know? Absolutely right. Uh, it's worth uh, the night's lost sleep, uh, especially a couple of these games. Uh, we'll get into the first game. That was uh, Jamison Tyone versus Michael Waka. Hallelujah, right? Finally, the name of the uh, episode, he finally win ones. The Cubs win two to one, and that's what we have finally been talking about. We get it. James Tyone finally answers the bell. After not getting a win in his first eight starts, Jameson finally picked up a W. Quote, I thought that was probably a closer version of myself and where I needed to be, where I should expect to be going forward. That's what Tyone said in the last start right against the reds and so we talked about that it was you know even though the results weren't good that was the best tyone had looked and then finally he comes out against the padres and goes 5.2 innings he gave up three hits one run no walk in three k's padres didn't get their first hit until the fourth inning on a tatis jr single didn't give up his second hit in uh until the six on a rough and door double the only extra base hit that the padres had he advances and then scores on a dribbler down the third baseline that hopped about 52 times and Patrick Wisdom Prey would hit a pebble and roll foul, but it stayed fair. But that was the only run the Padres would score, the only one run that uh, Tyon would give up. And Dustin, you and I talked about this. You know, Obviously, he couldn't get much worse, but we were concerned more about, you know, when is he going to get better? We knew he had to sooner or later get better. Boy, the timing couldn't have been any better. Timing could not have been better. You're completely right, Crowley. I mean, they really needed that one. It was a tight game. There were some pressure situations in that game that uh, he got out of. So, yes, kudos to uh, Jamison for finally walking the walk after talking the talk for so long. Yeah, and I, there's an interesting quote that Jordan Basham put up there, and they were talking to Dansby after the game, you know, and it's this idea of that big contract, and I do think it gets in some guys' heads. And uh, Dansby said, you want to prove that you're worth every penny 
all these kinds of things. And you, you could put so much internal pressure on yourself that you're trying so hard instead of just being yourself. Mal, that would be Dan Spee's wife, who is a soccer player for the Chicago Fire and the women's national team, said, stop trying, just start being. And hopefully, you know, maybe Dan Spee gave that advice to uh, Jameson. But, you know, I mean, that's that I, I know how hard from all accounts, everything we've heard about Jameson is great guy, great clubhouse guy, you know, wants to win all that stuff. And maybe he was putting a little bit too much pressure. And hopefully this helps him breathe a little bit, you know? Yeah, hopefully that's what happens. Um Listen, I think now the next start is the next most important start for him, right? We need to see him put a couple of these together like most of the other guys in the rotation have so far. Right. It, 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 the thing is, is that like, you know, every guy's going to have a couple stinkers. But if you have a guy that is continually, it's a, a loss every time he's out there like it was previously for Tyone. If you get one stinker or two guys in a, in a rotation that have a stinker plus the one automatic loss, now you're on a losing streak. So you just, you can't have automatic losses. It just can't happen. Not with a veteran like Tyone. I thought the uh, bullpen looked really, um, looked good. You know, not great, but you know what? They held it down. Uh, Brandon Hughes replaced Tyone. He walked the first battery face, but got Manny Machado, who was activated before the game to ground out to end the threat. Merriweather followed Hughes coming in with uh, one out in the seventh. He got the next two batters to strike out. But he, in the eighth, he gave up a single to Odor, who reached second on an air by Mike Talkman, let it get past him, and walked the next batter to put runners on first and second with no outs, or with one out. And then Alzali came in and got, or I'm sorry, one out, yep. And Alzali came in and got Xander Bogarts to ground into a double play. That was so key, out. so key. Big I mean, time. Albert Alzali was key. But I got I have to give the guy a little bit of credit. Um, he was kind of my punching bag for a little while. But Julian Merriweather has actually stepped it up in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, he, he's, he's done pretty well, and, and and like you said, Alzali, to me, is the best pitcher coming out of the pen, and, and to get, get out of that stretch was something I think that was really important. And Mark Leiter, back to being Mark Leiter, striking out all three batters he faced in the ninth. So that was a game like you talked about. I mean, the offense, Dustin, didn't do much. It was basically the Dansby Swanson show. The Cubs scored right. two runs on four hits. Swanson had three of the four hits. They drew five walks, but they couldn't cash in going 0 for 5 with runners in scoring position. They left six men on base. Nico and Dansby hit back-to-back one-out singles and hit one to second. The Padres tried to turn a double play. Hap beat it out. That was some great hustle. So, I mean, you know, they get one run that way and they get another from a Dansby solo shot in the fifth. So this game to me was just so huge because, again, it was Tyone. You're assuming a loss. The offense is not doing much of anything, and 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 the bullpen was able to survive. So big, big win, I think, for the Cubs in Game One. Oh, huge win! And the other thing I wanted to bring up, we had that great quote you saw you put out there from Swanson, but um, there was a quote from Tyone that I saw that he told Ross, "Now we go." So he got that kind of monkey, if you will, off of the back, right? He he took it off, got rid of it, and now now he's ready to uh, to start doing the type of things that they paid him all that cash to do. I mean, like, like I said, I can go down a list of Cub free agent pitchers that flopped out of the gate or just didn't, or didn't do what you expected. It's a long list. And I don't, I don't know why, <laughs> I don't know why it happens Dustin. I really, again, everybody, I mean, John Lester, you know, really didn't have a really good April or beginning of May. Uh, when you think about Stroman, he was okay. When you think about uh, Tyler Chatwood and you Darvish, who we're going to talk about next, neither of them started out really well. I mean, it's just something that happens, and I can't. I wish I had some sort of data or some reason to prove it or back or, or, or explain why, but I don't. <laughs> 
All right, Crowley, let's unfortunately get into game number two. I was hoping that the Cubs would uh, pay back their old teammate, you Darvish, a little bit. But most of the guys, I mean, there might be two guys that were on the same team as you Darvish as a Chicago Cub. But you Darvish uh, had no problem sticking it to the Cubs. And uh, maybe David Ross helped him out a little bit. That was probably the worst lineup I saw David Ross send out this year. Uh, yeah, we'll have to talk about that. And, you know, I, I love you, Darvish. He's one, one of my f- nicest guys. I think, you know, he had a bad year. He started out with the Cubs when he started out. And uh, let's say it was, what, 2018, 2019, right around there. And then he got injured. And then the next year he did really, really good. So, I mean, I think that you, Darvish, is a great pitcher. And, and uh, you know, Drew Smiley had an okay start. It wasn't great, wasn't bad. But, again, another one of those starts that – he kept the Cubs in. He went 5.2 innings, gave up three runs only. So three runs, it's not like you're getting your butt kicked or anything. No. But that was that was on seven hits, three walks, and four Ks. When you combine the hits and the walks, not great. The Padres scored two in the second on Brandon Dixon, sack fly, and a Trent Grisham double. Tatis hit a solo home run in the third. That made it 3 nothing. Um you know, so right right away, not good. And then Michael Fulmer came in to relieve Smiley in the six. He gave up no runs, two walks, and two Ks. So too many walks, I thought. And then Jeremiah Estrada came into the game in the ninth. That was his first time pitching in five days, and he gave up two singles and got two out. But then uh, Fernando Tatis again. I think somebody is due for a test, um, but he hit his second homer of the game, <laughs> and the Cubs were down 6 nothing. So if you take a look at this, really – you know, between, you know, Fernando Tatis, four RBIs in that game. So he's the one that really killed the Cubs. And with Jeremiah Estrada, yeah, I love the kid. Here's the tough thing is that when you don't pitch for five days, I mean, that's not great for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you, you get out a of no win situation, no win situation for him there. That that's that he was put in a situation to, to fail. That, that's, yep. that's how I, that's how I look at that. But he, it, ate, it, he ate up, he ate up an inning. Um, and that, that's a good thing. I mean, it's, sometimes you gotta, I know you don't like vegetables, so we'll use that analogy. Sometimes you got to eat your vegetables and it looked like that's what he was doing. Yeah. I think, I think he kind of came out and it took him a little while to get in his groove. And unfortunately Tatis just had a good game and look, I, I don't get mad if you give up a home run to Tatis jr. That's what he does. You know what I mean? You don't get mad if a guy gives up a home run to Manny Machado. It's when you give it up to some scrub who hasn't had one home run all year. You know what I mean? That's what bothers me Tatis he's gonna get you Juan Soto uh he's gonna get you these guys are that's what they do they're great players no nothing against Jeremiah Estrada he almost got out of it Tatis had a hell of a game again I just would like to see Jeremiah get some more regular use but that's neither here nor there I'm not the one who gets to kind of decide who comes out of the bullpen and I'm not the guy who decides (laughs) I'm not the guy who decides not no, not, not, are, you, are you breaking news here, Crowley? Are you breaking some not, news? More news breaking. I'm not the guy that writes out the lineups because if I was like you talked about writing out the lineups. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It would not be the atrocious one that David Ross trotted out in that game. It didn't matter if the Cub, you know, it didn't matter if the Padres scored one, two, three, six, ten runs. The Cubs offense wasn't going to score any it 
was awful. Let's take a look here at what David Ross decided would be a good idea. Mastro Bunny at third, Horner at second, half left, Suzuki right, Swanson short, Talkman center, Rios DH, Mervis at first, and Barnhart catching. So here's the thing, Dustin. No, everyone knows what David Ross was trying to do. He wanted to go heavy left-handed. But just because a guy's left-handed doesn't mean they can hit. Right. Okay. Well, I always make the argument in these situations, if you were in a playoff game, okay, if they were in a playoff game against the Padres and you Darvish was the starting pitcher, would you trot that lineup out there? Of sure. course not. Of <laughs> course not. And I'm not saying that it's a playoff game when it's game number whatever we're at, 47-ish, right? Right now, 40, whatever game they're at right now. Right. Um, but like on the same day, Tucker Barnhart is a really good receiver. But when you're going to start him right now, you're figuring four outs, okay? And it is what it is with him. But on that day, you can't have Rios as your DH. You can't have Master Boney up at the top. Even though Master Boney's going to get the one of the hits that the Cubs did get that night, he got one of them. But um, you know, Mervis is ice cold. It, it just too many of the same type of guys playing in the same game. I mean, that was a game to get your. Uh, your account with Bet Rivers or whatever, awfully healthy. If you would have waited and looked at that uh, that lineup, because I would have bet against the Cubs that night for sure. Well, here's the thing, Dustin. What you're talking about, you have Master Buani leading off. Never should those words come out of your mouth, Master Buani leading off. That no. shouldn't happen. So he's got a 157 average, and then you go through your normal, your Horner, your Haps, your Suzuki, your, and then Swanson down lower than he normally is. But then you go. At, at the last four, you got Rios batting 0.071, Mervis batting 1.179, Barnhart 0.156, and you roll back up to Master Buani 0.157. So after the first time in the lineup, you Darvish had one, two, three, four guys hitting below the Mendoza line. That's half your lineup there. Right. I just don't understand why Horner, like why, why yo-yo with Horner? If Horner's your leadoff hitter, let him lead off. I mean, what's the point of him batting second? It, 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 there, there is, it, it makes, I, I don't get it at all. I mean, he wanted to do the lefty righty, lefty righty thing and oh, whatever. It's just, it's awful. And you Darvish absolutely destroyed that lineup. He went seven innings pitch, gave up two hits, no runs and nine Ks for the Cubs offense. They had two singles, two walks, four total base runners, no extra base hits. They were Oh, for one with runners in scoring position. So I guess we can't complain about that. Yeah, let's uh, let's get off of this game because it was an absolute atrocity, <laughs> and it's 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 not, beautiful outside, and it's a start of a new week. And uh, let's just let that one be. Let's get into Game Three, Crowley. Sunday afternoon, Marcus Stroman, Ryan Weathers, the pitchy matchup. What an awesome afternoon for Marcus Stroman. Cubs take this one seven to one. The Stroh show rolls on. Marcus went six innings pitch, gave up four hits, one unearned run uncharacteristic error by Nico, but oh well, three walks and six Ks. He lowered his ERA to 239, second best in the National League. In case you're counting, that was Stroh's 11th quality start, which leads MLB. According to Jordan Bastion, over Strowman's last four starts, he had a 124 ERA with 21 strikeouts, 12 hits over 29 innings. He's tied for first in innings, 79 in the NL, and he's third in the majors. I don't know if you saw this, Dustin, but there is a little bit of a matchup, a little game between Dustin Stroman and Juan Soto. Did you have a chance to see that? 
I did, but I saw the first part of it. The second part I actually caught on the radio, and I wanted to ask you if you were watching on TV or if you caught any of it on the radio. Because let, let's, are you going to play a clip for us? Yeah, let's play a clip right, from Stroll. Let's hear what Stroll had to say. I mean, Soto's incredible, man. I, everyone sees how I've talked about Soto on, on social media before. I think he's going to go down as one of the best players to ever play this game. He's an incredibly tough at bat. He really doesn't swing at anything outside the zone, so it's always a, a game. You know what I mean? And that first inning, he was kind of sh- nodding at me after the walk, so I just put it in my back pocket just in case I, I punched him out later in the game, and I just so happened to. But that's not easy to do, and I'm not going to sit here and, and say anything because I know he's going to get me at some point too. So just some gamesmanship. He's awesome to play against because, he, like I said, he's one of the greats. I truly believe that. So it's it's a chess match pitching against him because – you need to go in the zone. He's not gonna. He's not gonna expand. He's not gonna go outside the zone. So I, I love that AB against him. So I love that. I love that comment. I love the comment from Marcus Stroman. So for those that didn't catch all of it, the first inning he's talking about, he draws a walk, and there's some staring going on. There's some talking going on. Some gamesmanship, if you will. And Stroman's kind of nodding his head. So later on in the game. Stroman strikes him out. It might have been for his sixth strikeout. It's either the fifth or sixth strikeout that Stroman has in the afternoon. And after he's done, he does this little, he goes towards the Padres dugout and does like a electric slide almost, you know, two steps to the left. And Zach was doing the game on the radio because Pat's doing TV. And Zach asks Coom, do you think he's hurt? Is there something <laughs> wrong with him? Like he was trying to like work out a leg cramp or something. And Coom is got the benefit of having the replay there, a monitor in the booth. And he says, no, I think he's actually doing like a little shimmy shake kind of thing. So some people I know didn't like it. Some people loved it. But I think when you see what happened in the first inning and then you see what happened later in the game on that strikeout, it's kind of one of those tit for tat kind of things, right? It, it was, it was, you know, they both have a ton of respect for each other and it was no, 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 crime and anything it didn't get any benches clearing or anything like that but if you only saw what Strowman did after striking him out I can understand where you'd be like yeah come on act like you've been there before it was uh Strowman doing he basically doing Juan Soto's move Juan Soto does that move when he does something really really good like a home run or something like that so he basically took Soto's move and if, if you heard about it, it's all about respect and having fun. And we talked about this. Remember, the Mets didn't like Strowman's uh, beating his chest and yelling stuff. I right. don't care. But you man. remember, it, I don't think we talked about it, but you see after the fact the next day what Buck Showalter said about that? What was that? Do a better job and go out and get some runs on him if you don't like it. So good. Exactly. Good for him. Exactly. You know, do, do your job instead of worrying about what he's doing. Do your job. And and you heard what Strowman said is is that you know what there's going to be a time where 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 Soto's going to get me and I'm just going to tip my hat and that's that that's part of right. the game man it's part of it's, the game. it's it's so much fun and and just let it be and and how about if the pen? Want, if you don't want that then you may as well have robots out there or just play video games right right and what about the bullpen you had Julian Merriweather Michael Fulmer actually did good and Brandon Hughes in three innings they gave up one hit one walk and three Ks that's what I like to see get those walk numbers down don't give those yeah. free bases. And then the offense, Dustin Stroh has to love that support right there. Seven runs on 11 hits, three for eight with runners in scoring position. They left only three men on bets. They pounded starting Ryder and Weathers, knocking them out in the second inning. Uh, they scored in the first on a Nico double and an Ian Happ RBI single. Then in the second, I, I, I talk about gambling, betting on this one, back-to-back jacks to lead off the inning by Jan Gomes and Trey Mancini. And then uh, Dansby Swanson doubled to add two more runs. The Cubs were up 5 nothing after two. 
And then in the third inning, Miguel Amaya hit a two-run homer, his first in the major leagues. Miguel Amaya was called up on Saturday. He went three for three, scoring two runs on three hits with two RBIs. A little bit of a surprise move. We'll talk about that more in segment three, but just such a great game for uh, Miguel Amaya. So good to see it. Yeah, I caught the runs on television, and then I went to radio after that. Felt fairly comfortable. Felt I could get back to enjoying the beautiful weather, so took the uh, took the game in my pocket and went back outside. So yeah, that was a good one. And before we before we talk about uh, some more stuff, Crowley, let's not forget Marcus Stroman. Right before we started today, named National League Player of the Week. Absolutely deserved, and and he it just. Like I said, just like, like he, he's enjoying himself and having fun. And I will tell you, in that start, it looked like he struggled at the beginning. And sometimes Marcus kind of, when he struggles, he really fights against himself. I felt he did a good job after a little bit of a bumpy start to really kind of smooth it out. I really liked that start for Marcus because he didn't have his best stuff to begin with. But then all of a sudden, by the end of the game, he was dealing. So good good start and, and, and just an absolutely electric start to the season for Marcus. Yeah, he has been fantastic. And don't forget tonight, game four, important start. Kyle Hendricks versus Blake Snell. Crowley, our Cubs, could win the series. Worst case scenario, they split four. Anytime you can take the series in San Diego, 1984 me loves it.